everybody. It's Andrea Levoff here, where I talk to dope-ass people about dope-ass shit on my dope-ass podcast. And today, I have Whitney, Whitney Chitwood in the house, literally in my house. And we're going to talk about some cool shit. She's so funny. She's a Chicago comic. And just she's just an all-around cool and kind chick. And I, I'm so excited to have her in. And you know what? We talk about some funny stuff. And we talk about some grown-up stuff. So I don't know, Mom and Dad. This might be where you want to tap out on this episode. Just a little warning. I mean, it's not like terrible or anything, but we talk about some text messages that we've sent to the wrong people and I say an anatomy word or two so I don't know if I were you I would just sit this one out but everybody else let's go wow this is this is incredible this is a pretty (laughs) badass closet I um I cleaned it up a little bit I took the um steamer out Oh yeah, sure. Steamer. What's Steamer. behind? Is there something secret behind this door? This um, that's there's a lot of clutter in there. Mm, yeah, all right. There's sure, you know, sure, there's sure. like there's like uh, beauty products and some shoes and I don't know what else is by the just, the shoes that aren't yeah. the shoes that aren't to be seen. Yeah. Oh, you can't really see it from there. No, I can but, see myself. Yeah, but yeah, just like hair oh, products okay. and stuff. Yeah, come look. Oh, dope. Some hair, cool. some hair extensions. Oh, I, I've never, <laughs> I've never had. I mean, how do they do hair? Do they like put it in, like they weave it in, right? There's different ways, but that that one in particular is, um, it's called the halo. And it's it's basically on like a little string and you, it has hair on it. So then you put it on your head and then you pull your hair over the top of it and it just, so it's like not. Wait, but why don't you have a string across your forehead then? Well, because it's like a little tiny wire. So you actually put it right here and then pull what? your natural hair over it. This is insane. This is insane. <laughs> God, if I could do it. This I don't episode know. is sponsored by Halo. <laughs> That's the thing. I like my haircut. I just like, I, I shaved the side a long time ago. And then I just keep, I haven't got, I haven't been to like a hair cutter, a hair cutter, uh, like a beauty yeah. parlor. Because I've yeah. been, a beauty parlor. That's what my 80 year old grandma says. <laughs> beauty parlor. And forever. Because I just keep so it up myself. So you do that yourself? I yeah. love it. I, I remember I watching like some a, of your stand up and you talked about when your mom, like when your mom yeah, first yeah. that. Yeah. And that's actually a little bit. It, well, no, she f- wasn't super into it, but it was her friend who like specifically said, "That's so. Oh, why did you do that to your beautiful hair? It's so unattractive." And I was like, "I used to have a mohawk. Like this is right. what I think they were excited that I finally." Like, and also, grew it back like out. I'm not trying to be attractive to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not. Listen, you're not my type. I'll be honest. You're wonderful. I love you. You're not my type. I think it's dope. <laughs> All right. So, so Whitney is a comedian. She's a comic here in Chicago, and she tours nationwide and i brought her in today to just be silly first of all and also to talk about like how you got started and like have you always did you always want to be in comedy or comedian well i grew i grew up in theater so both of my parents when i was growing up in like central illinois here had theaters yeah um and i like grew up on stage a lot and I, it was like my second home, both of them. Really, I mean, not only were they splitting custody of me, so they each were their own second home, then also the theater. So it was like a quarter of my time with yeah. each parent then a quarter at their theaters, basically. And then well, then also another quarter on a farm. So it's – I'm not good at math, but that doesn't work out. Some I, time on each. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. So I was always performing. And then I did theater professionally. Like I went to college for it for a year and then – Got a got a gig and then went and did that gig and left college and then moved to New York and was in New York for a long time, like doing theater and then kind of got disenchanted with theater and the like 
like hard to tell. Reason why I quit doing theater is because I felt like I wasn't autonomous enough. Like I wasn't writing my own stuff and doing my own stuff. Right. The other reason was I just got bored because I did it for sixteen years. Right. I was like oh, I'm sick of this. But were you always funny? I mean, did you always like have? Or did I... you always see things in a funny way, or did you always think that that you would be funny for a living? I don't. No, no, definitely not. I didn't know. No, it kind of because it, it was more of a hobby thing. Because I was working at like an office job that was still in the arts because mm-hmm. it was at a licensing a licensing company. But I just started doing comedy because I liked it and I mm-hmm. liked comedians. And I like when I was growing up, I found a cassette of Eddie Murphy's Raw, yeah, which is completely inappropriate for an eleven year old child to be watching, <laughs> and also like doesn't hold it's better up today. than Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah, so there, I, I didn't even know about Dice, so that was good. Um, but then, like, growing up, when I was in grade school, that was kind of the, if you can call anything, like, like a comedic renaissance. But, like, that was, like, the second comedy bubble. It was right when, like, Comedy Central was really big. And yeah. there were always half-hour specials on. And comedy was back in the zeitgeist. And so I watched it a bunch and listened to it a bunch growing up. But I never was like, oh, I want to do that until I was. Yeah, was that's like, awesome. Yeah. And did you start doing it in New York or in Chicago? In New York. Yeah. That would be a hard place to start I feel yeah I drank a lot yeah so it was pretty <laughs> it's pretty easy and it it also there were no stakes involved really because yeah, it was yeah. just like oh I'm I'm drunk with my friends I'll go do an open mic yeah. or then like it it was sporadic because I was living at that point in Asbury Park New Jersey which is like an hour and a half from the city and so it would be like once or twice a month I'd go in and like do an open mic which okay. were, they were all like pay ten dollars get to do five minutes it was yeah yeah an insane i was getting taken for uh (laughs) for sure but but i loved it and it was fun and then i started getting more serious about it and then my girlfriend and i at the time moved back to my hometown because we were going to move to l we were talking about moving to la or denver Mm -hmm. and so halfway there we came back to my town in illinois and i was doing it a lot at a club that's there in my hometown and then we broke up and she went back out east and I was like, well, I'm going to go to L.A. anyway. And so I went to L.A. Yeah. and I was doing comedy in L.A. Um, and then that was for like a year. And then I moved back in like I moved back to my hometown because I didn't I wasn't far enough along to make any big moves yeah. in L.A. I was like lucky that there was a person who took me to like the clubs and show like so I could be seen by them. And then I got passed at like the improv and flappers and like the let I would do some stuff at the comedy store. And like so stuff happened and I was yeah. doing stuff, but it wasn't enough to to sustain. Right. And yeah. Like, and I was at a point where I should have been like going on the road a little bit and like meeting people outside of that bubble. And I couldn't do that. And so I moved. I also ran out of money. Honestly, that's the other part. Um, <laughs> I moved back. I moved back to my hometown. and then To the was, farm or to the – because I want to hear more about the farm. The farm is so, – You spent some time there this summer, this past summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I went because my grandfather, who – it was his farm. He passed away this summer. And I – we were like dealing with all of the – because there was – multiple there was like the home farm which is 75 acres and there was another Damn, farm that's a farm oh yeah for sure yeah in southern illinois that was uh like 150 acres i think that one down there um and someone else farmed the southern illinois one okay like they share crops but then my grandpa farmed the home farm and 
he got like progressively sicker and so he wasn't doing as much farm stuff and my dad had already moved back there and so and I would sporadically go back and like do farm work and take care of stuff and he had like gotten rid of the cows and it was just like maintaining the grounds basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then he passed away and then my dad was there for good and he lives there now. He bought the house and he bought some of the land and then the other land we sold to the neighbor who would always farm with my family. And so it kind of stayed in the family, sort of. Yeah. And then we sold the one down south. But like my dad is still in his the farmhouse he grew up in, and that's that my, crazy. Yeah, it's that's very like cool. Texas stuff. I mean, that's like something that like I feel like I can sort of relate to, right? Even and though it's... I didn't grow up on a farm, but people think I did. Sure, because you say te- <laughs> yeah, Texas, and like, right, oh yeah, yeah, it's all cows, right? right? Just mostly bulls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The the idea of like the I don't know if it exists anymore. It doesn't exist that much in popular culture, I don't think, anymore. But, like, the idea of the possession of land and the importance of the inheritance of the land. Like, that, the southern farm was given to my – this is actually a This is like Gone with the Wind shit. Yeah. So the southern farm was given to – my great-grandma had land that the town wanted because they wanted to build a strip mine. And she was like – and they're like, we'll buy it from you for this amount of money. And she said, no – you trade me land for this land. And so oh, that wow. was like 50 acres. And then they gave her 150 down south for that land. And then she held on to it. Then it passed to my grandpa. And then it passed to my dad. So it was there, – there was a lot of legacy involved. Yeah, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I'm really happy he got the yeah, yeah. He got the farm. And you spent some time there this summer, and I remember you were saying that you kind of unplug. You were like, I'm going on the farm now, people, so you can't contact oh, me. Oh, I had, I, yeah. I had to. I had to like – I had to get out of the, I don't know, I had to get out of always being available. I've noticed that more in my life that it's hard for me to always be available. Yeah. Because I'm, I was just talking about this the other day on a radio show, actually, like I feel like an extrovert. I am an extrovert, but extrovertism is very different in 2019 from where it was in like for sure 2007 yeah yeah because you're con- like Constant. anybody and you know this anybody can reach out to you anytime which is great and it feels wonderful and you want to be available to people but also for i'm not i'm not good at always being like yeah right there at it i and- feel like it affects you it affects me emotionally i, I feel like sometimes i'm emotionally like bombed when mm-hmm. i don't want to be like, mm-hmm. I don't want to know. Like, I don't – like, you can just send oh, a text at all share? time. People share stuff and then, like, that's why I'm not on Facebook because I feel like Instagram, people will say that, oh, Instagram's this curated, you know, thing. And I'm like, great. I want to see people's, like, curated shit. I don't want to see – like, right. I, don't I don't need to see when my high school friend from, you know, like, had this happen to him at work. Like, it just affects me emotionally and I don't like it because yeah. I can't turn it on and off. And then as soon as I go to my feed, I see things that maybe I just don't want to know. When like, did you when did you when did you start like doing and like when did you start like 2 years ago okay. a year and a half 2 years ago and I how? started I started like seriously pursuing it I think yeah how and it's like that's your full-time job full-time job right yeah and yeah. how how I don't know I am impressed and I'm completely projecting but I'm yeah. impressed with the ability to separate yourself from the work like the work is yourself yes. in quotes because it is like you being honest and like doing all of the things. Yeah. But then there are also there, you still have to be a human. Right. Like you're not just right. a bunch of square pictures. Right. It's it is hard. I mean, it it depends on and people feel I think people feel differently about what they want to share, what they feel like they need to share, and what they feel obligated to share. And I personally don't feel obligated to share 
when I don't want to share. I was like, you don't want to unfollow me if like you're pissed because I'm not sharing something you want to know or ask me and then maybe I won't answer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I guess I don't feel obligated to, I show what I show and I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I show my kids. I don't, you know, like I try to, that's getting harder because they're getting older. So that's like, you know, I don't want to embarrass them now. Sure. Whereas when they were three, and you know, they were just doing cute stuff. And yeah. You're like, yeah. So it's just, it's interesting. And now I hear that they're taking away um, likes on Instagram, which I'm all for. Have you heard that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that dry. So I don't, I bear, I'm complete, not completely tuned out, but I'm not very yeah. well tuned in to, yeah. to Instagram or but any you of use them, it. Really. You use it for work. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Not a, not enough, like not to the amount that I should. I was, I'm talking to, I'm going to work with a new manager and I was saying, you know, I'm not, I'm not good at social media stuff. I'm not great at it. I don't, I don't know how to create for it in a way that feels good to me. Mm-hmm. That's important. Right. In a way that feels sincere. That's what I, that's what I admire yeah. so much about your work is like being able to sincerely connect with it and draw like good yumminess from it. Right. And for me, it's like, okay, all right, so I have to do this, this kind of picture, this kind of caption, or then yeah. I have to do the, I have to do a quick sketch and the sketch has, you know, and totally. I, that's just, yeah. that's that, not. But that's what it was, it was like for me too when I first started. I mean, that's what it was like for me in the beginning. Really? Yeah, for sure. It just got to be where I did it over and over and over and over again and then it just got more natural, I guess. Sure. And I care less, I think, about <laughs> what people think. Right. Just by having comments and like by having, you know, responses that like didn't feel so good. But I guess it's the same with comedy, right? Well, oh, so when the out al- when because I just released an album and when that came out, like the day like it was released over a weekend, and that whole weekend is just to me a blur of Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, yeah, Twitter. Yeah, because like, people were reposting and sharing. And you were hit number one on yeah, the charts. Yeah, it was number one on iTunes awesome. and Amazon. And then we made it to, it got to uh, the top 10 on Billboard, That's which amazing. was bananas. And yeah. I'm so, so, like, gratitude doesn't even begin to cover it. On the other side of that, there was, like, I wanted to stay on top of everything. And I wanted to be there for any, the second someone said something, I wanted to be there and be like, hey, thank you so much. Like, hell yeah. Like, right. I'm really appreciative and, like, try and, Show my gratitude and engage, engage, I don't know, engage sounds so like, and then engage with it, yeah. but like, just yeah. like try and have like, yeah, gracious conversation. Totally. But it was, that was my experience of it. Right. And that was my experience of putting out the album was, there was, li- there was like, I went to, I went to lunch with a friend on the Saturday and that was really fun and I was walking around Andersonville and I know, I mean, Andersonville is like, that's. It's like my hobbiton, and uh, like people were walking by and like saying like really sweet things, and yeah. So that was the most human interaction that happened yeah. around it. Yeah. And otherwise, it was it was mostly digital interaction, which was sincere. But there is that Doesn't aspect of can I get? Ah, I would love to see your eyeballs. Yeah, like I would love yeah. to really. I don't know, and totally. I'm complaining about something that's a complete luxury, and I'm not. I don't. No, mean but to it's be interesting to know. I don't see it as you're complaining. I think you're just comparing, like the feel. Like you can't. There's nothing that will replace that true human. Like that's why I like this because I feel like we could have this conversation, you know, over the phone. But it's so cool to like sit here and look at each other right. rather than no like, doubt. It's so yeah. I, I wouldn't have understood how you put that uh, right. hairpiece thing in. <laughs> then you had to show me yeah. the halo, but I can't yeah. wear it anymore because it's blonde. 
That would be funny. Yeah, Uh, that would be funny. (laughs) You could be very. right. That would be funny. (laughs) What would you have done if I would have just opened the door and had it on? Would you have said anything or would you have been too polite? I would have bought it. Like you could, you could wear, you could wear a a, like a peak, a live peacock on your head, and I'd be like, for sure, that's a thing. Like like, she's got her finger on the pulse. She knows. She's an influencer. She's peacock heading. That's yeah, you know, that's the that's the normal thing. She's peacock headlining. (laughs) Yeah. No doubt. Well, what's your relationship with comedy? Because you do stand up. I do stand up. I want to do it more. Mm -hmm. We've talked about this. You're so kind to always meet with me and just like you're just so kind. And I, of course I, I am. I'm I very want, nice. You are very <laughs> no, nice. Okay. And you did comedy with me. I opened for you. Damn it, that was a that was a blast. That was such a blast. You did it again, right? Didn't I you did do it again one? at St. Jane. Ha- yeah. Wait, not the same place. Not the same place. A different hotel. Okay. How did? I have how to, did you know, it go? I have to do it in like fancy places. <laughs> I had never. I was so out of. I. I. You. I. I will say, I your life is I don't understand it at all because I'm it's, such like I'm just such a grubby, schlubby person that like not. getting you to are... like dip toes into like this world that I have know nothing but about. See and just that, be like, do you know oh, that's wow. how I feel in this world? Like that's how, like how mm-hmm. you, I really don't feel much differently than you do. I was thinking about that today. Like yeah. I've always, I think this is what. And maybe you can speak to this too, but I've always felt a little bit out of place in my surroundings. Mm. And I'm not, I mean, look, I look like a normal, you know, girl next door person, but I think what makes me funny is that I've always felt out of place, like that kind of fish out of water. Sure. In every world that I've been in and not to the point where I feel like I'm, you know, like I'm like suffering because of it, but just in a funny way, like I'm sort of threshed, thrashed, thrushed. Thrushed is a yeast in. infection. Thrashed. 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 Thrashed into these situations. And I feel like I have to make fun of them in a way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I am a part of it, but I'm also making fun of myself being a part of it. For sure. Not in a mean way. I've never wanted to be mean. No. Do you I know don't what think I mean? But yeah. like so I do sometimes look around in my life and think like, what? Wow. Like what is like, where am I? Who am I a mom? Like is this, you yeah, know, like. what's that? I don't yeah, know. Those... I think that's what's that's my funny lens. I think at some of the the things, and I can make fun of it. Definitely, um, but I do have those moments. And I thought it was so funny when you were, you know, because we had this like group of like I'm. I say this in like the most kind way, bougie moms. Yeah. Everyone has a billion. Yeah. Like everyone's like <laughs> it's such a group of mom influencers. And that... and you come out and do like this raw set, and I think they loved it. You well, I asked. I, mean? I was like, yeah. "Do you wa- okay? All right. What do you do? You want to hear something very, very dirty? You did or do ask. you want a fun story?" And I was like, "It's very dirty." And they were all like, "Yeah, dirty." And I was yeah. like, "Okay." And then told a story about fisting someone. It was amazing. And I was like, "I'm. <laughs> you can't be mad at like I told you we were going somewhere." Very yeah, you did. It was. It was a very. It was a warning. And it was they a great it. time. They loved it. They it thought so it was awesome. Fun. Yeah, it was so fun. People still ask, so we have to do something. Else. I'm so in. I'm yeah. always in for okay, anything. Okay, awesome. All right, tell me about on the the line of this the strip the strip jokes strip joker is that what that is yeah oh that so strip fun. joker yeah yeah strip joker is a show that uh, this person named Britt Myers started and they have a few other producers on it that are that are really good friends and it's all it's run by a completely queer production yeah. team um, and it's it happens I don't know, like every month I think at the like Mary's attic above Hamburger Mary's and you basically you you tell jokes and you take off your that sounds awesome it's very yeah it's <laughs> yeah. super fun I and like I, empowering mm-hmm. right like yeah oh it's a, yeah it's a completely it's almost completely queer crowd who's yeah. like there for anything yeah and very excited for it and 
Yeah, I headlined it last month. I think just this past Saturday was this month's. And then in October, I, I headlined and I've done, they took the show to this club in South Bend, Indiana one weekend and someone dropped out and couldn't do it. And they called me and I had done the show a couple times before and they called me up. This was two years ago. And they were like, hey, what can you, will you do this show? And I was like, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. And I'm driving down and it's me and two other comics through. Yeah, two other comics, and we're meeting another one down there. So there's four of us doing an hour and a half long show um, where we're taking our clothes off in South Bend, Indiana. And <laughs> But none of the producers are going to be there, we realized. And then I text them. I was like, hey, who's hosting this show? And they're like, oh, no, I don't know. And I was like, I'll, I'll host. That's awesome. <laughs> and the, fir- cause it was, the first night was a two-show night. And the first show, I, I wore like <laughs> – I had like overalls on and then I like took the overalls off and I was wearing Do you purposely um, wear more layers or do you just wear what you wear? Um I think it's a so I've built a pair of tearaway jeans that don't oh, look like tearaway jeans amazing. so that like when I'm doing it then I can just rip them off and then it's like oh she's in underwear. Um people do it differently. Some people come out with like jackets and hat right, and like right, they right. you know cuz it's all about whatever you feel comfy totally, doing. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. But we're in South Bend. I take off my, I take off the overalls, and I thought it would be very funny because I already talked about being a uh, lesbian, and I thought it would be very funny if I took off the overalls and then I was wearing like a strap on. <laughs> and so I do that, and I pause for it to hit, and no one reacts in the oh, audience. Shit. And I was like, what? "What?" It was as if they were like, "Oh, she's a le- that's what." Yep, they always yes, they always wear their <laughs> strap ons everywhere they go. They always have their strap ons on. They're like we're not sure if we should laugh at this. I know they were like, "Do we?" Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> and then we did a second show, and the second show was fun and a lot sloppier and drunker. And I didn't did wear it, the did strap the stra- on. Oh, you didn't do the no because I was like, "This was a dud." It like they don't it get didn't it. land it per se. Didn't land at all. <laughs> it did not land. It didn't. It didn't get them in the right place. And. <laughs> And then the 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 third show the next day the producers came down and then they hosted. Um, but that was like a crazy adventure of so going it's like to a bro- it's a what do you call it it's like a burlesque show. oh it's burlesque but it's like a traveling show you do it- no they don't oh, well okay. they they'll take it to comedy festivals now because it's popular enough that they take it to comedy festivals yeah. but um, yeah I'm really I'm really grateful and always excited when they ask me to be on it that's it looks so time. fun mm-hmm. and it's really great for Instagram. It's, it's very pictures. well, and it's, it's very also Instagrammable. The the person who I would say uh, defines the look of Chicago, who takes pictures for all of the comedy shows, she is the person that defines the way Chicago comedy looks. Is this woman named Sarah Larson, who's super? Did super you tag talented. her? I feel like I clicked on her tag and went to yeah, her page. She's yeah, yeah. At ev- at almost every show, she's hired to take pictures because she's just uh, unequivocally incredible at taking pictures of live comedy shows and capturing all these great moments and finding the right ones. She did all of the, all of the artwork on my album is all her work. Oh, that's awesome. Cause she's just, and she's incredible and she does the strip joker ones. Oh, okay. That's why the photos look so good. Yeah. She's yeah. It made me want to be it, like, it made me like, this looks really fun. Yeah, like, yeah. for sure. I'll connect you. I'll yeah. connect you with them. Yeah. I would love to do it. I've, I've always wanted to strip in some way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. In an empowering way, like not at a club. Although I would do that right. too, maybe. But I took. Like, yeah, have you done? Have you done like pole? I've class done the things? like empower. Like the there used to be this thing called S Factor, and so it was like it started in California, and it was basically um, it, it's like stripping. You know, you do pole dancing and stuff, and it was like real dark, 
no mirrors. It wasn't like, you know, the club scene. It was just a bunch of women mm-hmm. just kind of doing it for each other, just with each other, you know? Totally. So it was like, it was really fun. It was. Have it was you been to time. a lot of strip clubs? I've been to like probably more than you would think I've a been fair to. Amount? Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. what what is, have you been like, come on, let's all go? Or has it been like, we're going to a strip club and you're like, all right, I've cool. I've been known to like, like, Rally the All troops, right. yeah, yeah. and be like, let's go day. to a strip club. I, you always can find change. Did you know that? Like, you can if you sit down in those chairs, you should always put your hands like because there's always. I feel money. like I don't ever want to put my hands inside <laughs> the chair. <laughs> but I found money in New Orleans before, like a ton of money because people get lap dances and their um, change falls out. Oh, sure, their pockets. <laughs> Going to strip clubs <laughs> for the change. I think the saddest. Um, I don't know. I was in New Orleans with. A girlfriend and I was pregnant with Max. I was probably like not pregnant enough to like show, mm-hmm. but still very pregnant. Yeah, and my friend, yeah, my friend wanted to go. She was like really drunk, and her boyfriend and like we went, and like it was just so sad. I was like, I'm pregnant, right? It just was wrong, you know. Like, yeah, you didn't, wrong. you didn't feel good. You didn't, didn't feel good, feel about, good that. about it. Have you been to the one in what's the one? In, I always forget the name in Atlanta. Um, that's so. It's been there for forever. It used to be like a Playboy club. Oh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's there's like fancy or not fancy. No, very not fancy. Okay. It's very like mm. yeah. And there's like all Anna different and types. Smith type of place, like yeah, except not as like high and not even as highfalutin. It's very like <laughs> there's all kinds of different body types of women that are performing. I love that, and there's this one woman, I and her name's Blondie, and she has I don't know if she has the world's largest breasts, but she has very large breasts, yeah. so large that her trick is she crushes a PBR can with them. Wow. If you tip her enough money, like she'll put an empty PBR can on stage and then lift up her giant boob and Holy drop it and cow. smash it. That's I heard amazing. tell and when I was there in August, we had to go and I I think I saw her perform. She, there was no can crushing the night I was there, but yeah, I think ah. I saw her perform. If not, there's someone who is very similar. Yeah. They have, they have a, a squadron of blondies. That's a talent. And how do you realize that you can do that? Um, I don't. Hmm. I know I can't. I. I just like imagine that like realization. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> and what other? What else did she try and crush? Did she like try and up the ante? Was she like maybe I'll right. try and smash a right. uh, bottle? Nope. Nope. Can't nope, do that can't one. Do that. that one. Let's stick with the can. Yeah. So that was very that was a very fun strip club experience. There's also in Peoria where there's a comedy club next door is a strip club. And so that's a place that people go a lot like comics will go after the yeah, usually the headliners because all of the local comics have been there enough times that and my friends at the club would always they would always not always drag me there, but they would very if they were going vehemently beg me to go because I sincerely think it's so neat yeah. like I am very uncomfortable with like boobs in my face which is ironic but like I don't know the person <laughs> well so when I'm you like, don't I know don't... them it's so different right and yeah. I want to be supportive and I'm just like yeah you're doing great that's and just, me like, too I'm like money. overly supportive right and yeah. they're doing like pole tricks yeah. and it's so cool yeah. and they, they just took me not to watch the strippers but to watch me watch the strippers so that right. they can see how much joy <laughs> I was like oh wow wow way to go cool right. outfit you know right right I remember yeah this girl I think our my friend's now husband like was like I'm gonna get you guys a lap dance and I was like I don't want I want to learn how to do that like I don't want to have one done to me like I want her to like teach me yeah how to do that yeah don't do it to me just yeah teach like me show some moves. me yeah some moves. yeah yeah, so that's like one went down. <laughs> so you mostly go for observational purposes. I do. I I think it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I do. I st- I think it's so odd that there's one across from Whole Foods in Lincoln Park. It's just I so. I didn't odd. know that. Oh my god! Yeah. Do you know the Whole Foods on Kingsbury? 
Yes. There's a there's like a strip club right across the street. Huh. VIPs. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Sad. I don't know. know. I, I don't know about any of the. I've lived here for two and a half years now, and I don't know about any of the strip clubs here. When I lived in New York, knew about yeah all of them because they're always advertising there. And maybe I was like moving in worlds where I would be exposed to the advertisement. And now I'm not yeah. moving in worlds where people buy ad space for that. Right. There's also not as many cabs, and I feel like that's where you always. That's a good point. Yeah. So I don't even know. I don't. I've never been. I've never been to one in Chicago. I don't think I've been to that one. But it's. It's yeah. Next time you're in Whole Foods, you can just yeah, look just across the street. A... It's right next to I O. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I know. That one like flew in. I actually saw it land in your brain. Yeah. <laughs> yes. oh, oh, for sure. Yep. I was one. over there yesterday yep. buying my boots at REI. For oh, sure. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got new snow boots because it's yeah. snowing. Oh. Boy, I don't know about. How long have you been in Chicago? I've been here for, I don't know, I keep saying 12 years, but I don't think that's right. I think it's like 13 or 14 now. And there was a while. 15? I don't know. You were going You were going to school in, in California, right? Yeah. And so you would pop out there that was and then joyous. have to come back. Yeah, and then have to come back on the red eye. I would take the red eye and I'd get here in the winter and just be like, what is happening? That's crazy. But I just don't know where else to go. I think that's, I don't, I don't know what else to do. Like, mm-hmm. I've known this for so long, like. I don't know what else to do. I don't know anything else. Where am I going? I have nowhere to go. Yeah, like I don't know, California, but that's on fire. I feel like that's not a good thing. Everywhere. Honestly, everywhere's on fire. There's nowhere good to go. Canada. I feel like you never hear about natural disasters in Canada. I think Canada is a good place. I feel like it's a good bet. Mm -hmm. I think Canada's a good way to go. Yeah. The warmer part. There's like Vancouver's warm, right? Or no. Is that really? I just picture all kinds of things. I'm gonna pull that out. Um, okay, so we were going to talk about – one thing I did want to talk about was um, we're just talking about phones. We're talking about text messages. And I asked you if you'd ever sent a text message. You said yes, of course. And I and I said, well, I actually meant <laughs> have you sent a text message to the wrong person? Because I don't – I mean I don't have anyone to text like that now. I could maybe send one to like my mom when I was meeting. But like right. I feel like relationships are so funny. Like I'll, my girlfriend was texting with her stepdad. She's not going to – I've already asked her permission to tell this story. Oh, no. Um, so she was texting with her stepdad and her boyfriend. And she, you know, was having a few drinks on Sunday night. And she, he was like, I'm going to bring dinner over. And she was like, great. Your huge penis equals dessert. Send oh, no. stepdad. Oh, no. And he was like – uh, he said something like it, you know, years passed before like he responded. I mean, that's what it felt like. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, for decades sure. later, <laughs> he responds with, um, thanks for that. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. Just in that response. I know. But I was Yikes. like, I, I'm not into like the sexting thing, but I was I was a little disturbed that she said penis. Like, I feel like that's not like, it's <laughs> kind of medical. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I was like, penis? Really? Um, but have you what ever? You would say you would say dick. I think I would say cock. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a, yeah. See, I have I have a hard time with because I'm a. I already have the e the like a little explicit thing next to my okay like good. podcast work. All right, yeah, um, yeah. I because I'm 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 a gay lady, a right. gay lady. I I have always had a big problem with with the word pussy. Yeah, because it to me. To my ears, it grates and it sounds like purse or like blouse or um, any anything that's like cute is like cutesy panties like anything that's like over over f- like sim- I don't know like it feels like 
uber feminine yeah which i'm just i'm just that doesn't jibe for right. me too much um and so i always say like vulva or vagina or yeah. like very clinical people would see clinical terms but to me it's like oh that's hot right because it's like <laughs> we're adults and we're talking about adult things i'm using textbook terms people. yeah i've for sure 100 percent sent pictures of my naked body to like new friends that i didn't mean to <laughs> thinking that it was like someone I was like seeing in like a boo and would be like having like a fun chat with a new friend being like oh we got on so it was so nice to meet you like and work with you this weekend like it was so much fun and like we're goofing around and like Like on good terms like friend like friend maybe date friend or like not like not quite like friend maybe date friend but like friend where it's like we get each other and we're gonna like create a friendship long-lasting relationship and so it'd be like two weeks later and I'd be like bouncing between like oh, remember when this happened and that was so funny and like, okay, when are we going to hang out again? And then with my boo, like sexy texting and then sending a picture of my like naked body and to boom. the person <laughs> and being like, I, I'm so, please be my, I am so sorry. Please still be my friend. I would be like, we're best friends now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Oh, I've done that. I've done that a bunch. Why can't you? Not a bunch. I've done it like twice. Like, that's what <laughs> that's I do. I do that all amount, the time. Though. Yeah, too much. Like the twice too, in the too, five too years. Many. Of, <laughs> that's like three too many, honestly. <laughs> and do you, I wish there was a feature because on Instagram, if you send a DM mm-hmm. and you want to unsend it, you can before. Mm-hmm. Why can't they create that for text message? I think they want us to like mess up. Oh, for sure. Right? Because yeah. it's they... so easy. Mm-hmm. Well, did you hear about the I was I was reading a thing today that there was a string of text of SMS text messages like in the New York area that got held like the server crash that was yeah. holding them. So they never went out. And then they rebooted the server like two days ago. And it blasted out all of these text messages at two in the morning, and those Stop text it. messages were from f- from Valentine's Day. So like there were for sure people getting like, oh, I can't wait to come over and like oh my do God, you that's like what someone they broke up with, and they're with their new. But person. do you think that solved a lot of like? Because there's probably people that thought their message sent and then they got no response. Right. Yeah. So but then you couldn't see it on like I, what I, you couldn't see it on your phone. You so couldn't you see couldn't that tell it's that it's sent. Right. And then someone Just responds the with like, "What the hell? What the hell?" Or like, "What do you like? It's you know, it's two in the afternoon. What are you do, What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> are you we drunk? We don't even talk anymore. I thought I, I deleted your number. Who? Oh my god! It's there's so much material in text messages. <laughs> yeah. In phones, really. Ah, there I. Oh, I hate them. I hate I'm reading them a book so called How to Break Up with Your How to Break Up with Your Phone. Mm. It's actually really good. I just haven't implemented what it's told me to do. Yeah. So how do you? How would you do? Like, what are the things that you can do? It says that. Well, it goes through the whole like smartphone and how it's basically designed to like get us addicted for sure. And you know all the Facebook likes and all those coming through like the dopamine and mm-hmm. it's basically like cocaine. You mm-hmm. know, the same chemical. Um, Wait, it's not also I do cocaine every time I check my Instagram. So, <laughs> so, then, <laughs> so then it's a double trigger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so it just talks about that and how, you know, how it it's designed to ad- get us addicted and we're all addicted. And it has actually questions. If you answer, um, you know, five out of these seven you actually should see a psychiatrist. That's like the saddest like Cosmo get, quiz. But like I had all seven, like for sure, like could be treated for like addiction for phone. Cause I pick it up. I mean, I pick it up all the time. I'm like, where is it? Mm-hmm. I know where it is all the time. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so it goes through like a plan of how you can like have a healthier relationship with it if you choose. But it has to be so hard for I think it's hard because like, there's like a 24 hour on... cleanse. Yeah, it's hard because it's I use it for work. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's and like then work. I and I feel like. When you do it, you're going to have to be like, hey, by the way, I'm yeah. trying to like spend less time on my phone and you have to put that out with your phone so that the phone, like every- I'll have to let everybody know. That's crazy. And there's like a 24-hour like detox that it recommends. Mm-hmm. So like for 24 hours, you do not check your phone. So I don't know uh, if I can that do sounds, that. It's like- that sounds so Everyone nice. says like it, it, it ends up being really nice, but I think, I think that would be really hard. Well, and I was baffled- Recently, because I've been like, I was like overloaded from the album release, which again, so grateful. I have to feel like I have to constantly say that to like reassure people that like I'm terrified people think I'm a bad person. Because no, you're I, still allowed to be overwhelmed. Yeah, and and be grateful at the same time. Right, and thank you. And so I like haven't really like been on Facebook and stuff lately. Yeah, and the other day I got I saw that there were notifications and I opened it up and it was like twelve notifications and all of the notifications were stuff that wasn't like to do it was like so and so added to their story and such and such a thing happened and there's an event going on like it wasn't about anyone commenting or tagging me or anything that was actually relevant to me yeah it was just a way for me to get into the app so that that little like yeah however many things i noticed i started getting emails from facebook that i didn't get before and I'm like, what is happening? I don't. I, n- I never go to Facebook. I don't. I don't like it. It's insane. Yeah. yeah. It's, I do not. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care. But it's an insane. I didn't have. I didn't have any social media before I started doing comedy. Yeah. I, I did like when I was younger, and then I got rid of it. Yeah. And I loved. Can it. you imagine having social media like when you were younger? I can't imagine having it growing up with it. Right. So I was the first. I'm the. F- I got rid of it because I realized I was the first generation. My generation was the first generation that weren't adults without social media because it Facebook became like anyone can use it when I was 18 got it and so we all we all got Facebook and we had MySpace before that but yeah I had MySpace that was kind of right and it was kind of like what a you know you You weren't you had the song do you remember what song played when you opened your page I mean, it was probably like Jason Mraz or something (laughs) for sure for sure something like that what was yours? oh I I think it was um, do you know Taj Mahal? That Karina song? No. Oh, I have to pull it up now. Hold on, I'll pull it up. I remember it. Um, Because I was like cool. You know, I had to be like cool and kind of like indie or like. For sure. Um, Let's see. Taj Mahal. But I, yeah, so I was the first generation. While you're looking that up, I was the first generation. Like my generation was the first one that didn't know how to be adults without social media. Right. And the day I got rid of my Facebook, that same day, my bike got stolen. I was living in New York. My bike got stolen. And I realized how desperately I wanted to put on Facebook, my bike got stolen, meh, meh, meh. But I didn't have Facebook anymore. Right. And that was a huge thing to reconcile within myself to be like, oh, that was, it's just like going for the sympath, like immediate sympathy grab bag. Oh, that's a really bag. good realization. Yeah. And I, and it felt so bad. Yeah. And good. Like, it felt so good to feel so bad on my own and tell, like, the people that I worked with and have right. a real conversation about, oh, this is how I feel, as opposed to just putting out a, you know, just sending out a smoke signal yeah. of, oh, I'm me, and really having to do right. it and be an adult about it, I guess. Right. No, that makes sense. We got, because I went to see Ali Wong recently and our phones got, she like, well, they didn't mm-hmm. take your phone, they put it in that little pouch. Yeah. 
What are and those? I was I like, what they're called? Yeah, those little magnetized pouches. Mm-hmm. And I was like, see, like trying to get into it. Like I was like, I'm not gonna film. I won't film. I respect that. Like I'm not gonna film her. Right, but, but I have like, to check. I have to check my phone. And <laughs> yeah. like I need people to know that I'm here. So, you know right. what I mean? Like what is that? It's so it's messed up. I mean, it's definitely disordered. Well, but and to another, I mean, there's the monetize your force, like you, the yeah. monetization of it. You're forced to do yeah, that right and i'm in awe of what i feel like is your ability to like create some separations between i try i mean but... i'm really trying if i could do this book i feel like that would i mean if i could implement these these things in this book i feel like i would go a long way oh, it's Maybe gotta be so scary that. yeah it is i'll we'll do we'll do i'll do a podcast on it okay yeah. okay here's okay i'm gonna play this song as our outro and Tell us where we can find you. Yeah. Um, so Online I'm WhitneyChitwood.com. Instagram is at WhitChitwood, W-H-I-T-C-H-I-T-W-O-O-D. Uh, the album that just came out uh, is called The Bakery Case. It's Why on did you name it The Bakery iTunes. Case? Because the backbone of it is the there was a case before the Supreme Court called Masterpiece Cake Shop versus the state of Colorado. And that's the backbone of it is me talking about that. And that whole case was like two gay dudes oh, wanted to get a I cake. I watched a clip of this and you talked about the um, Ku Klux Klan sheet cake. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah so now that's it makes like sense. the backbone. Duh. That's okay. the backbone of it. Got it. Um, and then the other, like the ribs of it are my sister getting married um, and then my relationship where I almost got married. Okay. And you can find that where? where that's on iTunes. That? That's on Amazon. It's on Google Play. You can stream it on all of the things. You can buy physical copies from standup records. Dot com if okay. you want if you want like the album and the bonus of the album is you get to see like all of the really pre- you get to albums. see like the thank you yeah. page I was gonna bring you one but I, I didn't I don't know why I didn't well I was running an hour late <laughs> so that's probably why but there yeah I you can find that on there um yeah Whitney awesome. I'll put this all, all in the show notes um and here I'm gonna play my um my MySpace thank you right for this this yeah, was so much fun so fun we have to do this again please we must do this again all right here we go play Taj Mahal. Maybe I can. Oh, shit. Come Santa Claus, right? (laughs) Skip ad. Okay, here we go. (laughs) I'm not a DJ, folks. I wish I had a video of Whitney's dancing. Do you like it? Yeah, this grooves. Thank you so much for joining in today. Please leave a review if you loved this episode. I'm Andrea Levoff signing off. Until next time, stay dope, my friends. This podcast was produced by Dante32.